Good Morning Highway. Thank you so much once again for joining us for our weekly Sunday podcast. One of the many, many things that was lost in the comprehensive blur of the COVID-19 pandemic was a significant milestone for the highway community. And that is that this past Easter Sunday marked the 20th anniversary of our very first public service as a church. We gathered, we worshiped, we shared a meal together. And the next day, amazingly, there was an article about it all on the front page of the San Jose Mercury News. And as the story of our church has unfolded over the years, there have been a number of interesting chapters filled with different twists and turns along the way. We've bought and operated a coffee shop. We've merged with two other churches. We've opened and subsequently closed a third campus. But at the beginning of this calendar year, we would, of course, never have anticipated the twists and turns of this most recent chapter, chapter 2020, and the sudden loss of all of the rhythms and structures that are so familiar to our church community, meeting together in person every week at our campuses, standing alongside one another while we sing together, sharing in communion, connecting and catching up with one another outside after our services. That's so many of the things that we love and cherish and value as we follow Jesus together. But through it all, as we have pivoted into the uncharted waters of digital ministry, our vision for what it means to be a community nevertheless continues to remain rooted, as it has been since we started 20 years ago, in the story of the establishment of the very first church in Acts chapter 2. In Acts chapter 2, we read that on the day of Pentecost, Jesus' followers were all together in one place when the Holy Spirit, who Jesus had promised would come after his resurrection and return to heaven, arrived on the scene. And Luke says that the Holy Spirit came with tongues of fire and miraculously enabled Jesus' followers to speak in languages that were foreign to them, but native to the Jews who had come to Jerusalem from all over the world to celebrate the Feast of Weeks. And when the people who had come to the festival experienced the Christians speaking in their native tongues, they were understandably curious as to what in the world was happening. And so Peter stepped forward and using passages from both the prophet Joel and the Psalms, proclaimed that Jesus, who had died on the cross just 50 days before, was none other than the promised Messiah. Acts chapter 2, verse 37 says that when the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. 
And we read in Acts chapter 2, verse 41, that 3,000 people responded to Peter's invitation. And with that, the very first church was born. And listen to Luke's description of it in the verses that follow, beginning with verse 42. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. It's hard not to notice the simplicity there at the beginning of those verses. The early church was devoted to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. And their devotion to those things resulted in a dynamic community that was interdependent, welcoming, and diverse. And I want to spend a little time this morning considering each of those characteristics. First of all, we see in Acts chapter 2 that the first church community was interdependent. Verse 44 says that all believers were together and had everything in common. And then verse 46 says that every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. And so we see that for those early believers, their experience of the church was not simply a once a week affair. They committed themselves on a daily basis to building relationships. They spent time together. They ate meals together. They learned together. They invested in one another's lives. And all of that fostered this very palpable sense of interdependence among them. And that interdependence is most powerfully seen, I think, in the way that they shared with one another. Verse 45 says that they sold their possessions and goods and gave to anyone who was in need. And so we have this picture of the people of the early church relying on each other in this very fundamental sense. That they cared for each other's physical needs. And Luke's description reveals for us that the needs of the community were the priority, that the needs of the community superseded the needs of the self. And so the early church was an interdependent community. Something else that we see about this first church community is that it was welcoming. It was welcoming. And this is something that is repeatedly emphasized, I think, in the language that Luke uses in these verses. Words like everyone in verse 43, all the believers 
in verse 44. And together, it, both in verses 44 and 46, right? That all-inclusive language combined with the growth that they were experiencing. Right? Verse 47 says that the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. All of that suggests that people were not coming and receiving from this community and then leaving. Instead, they were welcomed into the community. They were included. They became active participants. And we see that reflected in the reciprocal nature of the relationships. The relationships of the people in the early church involved giving and receiving. Right? Everyone gave the things that they had, whether it was food, wisdom, insight, material possessions, a home to meet in. Everyone gave the things that they had, and everyone also received whatever they needed. Everyone enjoyed, we see in verse 47, the favor of all the people. And so this, there's this tremendous sense of welcome and this tremendous sense of inclusion uh, that fostered a true sense of belonging and a true sense of participation. The first church was a welcoming community. So the first community was interdependent. It was welcoming. And then we also see in Acts chapter 2 that it was diverse as well. You know, it's important to remember that the 3,000 people who responded to Peter's invitation were from all over the world. They had gathered in Jerusalem for Pentecost, which was one of the three pilgrim festivals that people traveled to the temple to celebrate. And so this first church community was essentially composed of new acquaintances. They spoke different languages. They had different cultural backgrounds. And now they were all staying in Jerusalem to live together in community as they learned what it meant to follow Jesus. So this was not a group of people who had a lot in common with each other. In fact, the only thing that they really had in common was their newfound faith in Jesus. And so the early church was comprised of people with vastly different cultural backgrounds and life experiences who were sharing life together, united by the love of Jesus. And what a beautiful picture that is of community. Well, as we make the transition now from the summer into the fall, as, as ethereal as that might feel to us, I want to just briefly highlight this morning some of the ways that we are endeavoring to continue to reflect and embody that first church community at Highway in this digital season and how you can actively participate in that. As the early church was devoted to the apostles' teaching, we too are committed to being a learning community that is devoted to the teaching of the scriptures. Next week, we're going to be starting a new teaching series that's rooted in the book of Numbers entitled A Table in the Wilderness. The book of Numbers tells the story of Israel's 40 years of wandering as they waited 
to be admitted into the land that God had promised them. And as God's people suffered during that season, they grumbled, they bickered, and they panicked. But as God both disciplined them and cared for them, he provided direction, he carried their burdens, and he gave them hope. It's something that God has been showing me over and over and over again over the course of these past six months is that his word is indeed living and active. And as we enter into this study together, just like we have experienced with our study of the Sermon on the Mount, as well as our Arrow Prayers teaching series, I think we will find the story of Numbers to be incredibly timely and relevant to this moment in which we find ourselves. And so I want to encourage you to engage with the weekly podcasts, the weekly live streams, and the weekly discussion questions that are provided in the remote worship guide as we open ourselves up to hearing God speak to us through the scriptures. Now, it's hard to read Acts chapter 2 in this season and not notice some of the things that the people of the early church did that we miss dearly and are desperately longing to do right now, uh, like meeting together in person and, and sharing meals together. But what made that first church community so unique actually had nothing to do with how they met together. It had instead everything to do with that they met together. But the underlying ethic of the first church community was that they spent time together, however and whenever they could. And that is what developed the intimacy that made them interdependent and welcoming, as well as a diverse community of people. The last month, our staff and shepherds intentionally engaged in a reflection process to consider how God has been speaking to us during this radically different season of quarantine, isolation, and injustice. And one consistent theme that emerged, now something that God was impressing on us collectively, revolved around a renewed value and appreciation for relationships, and for how precious the connections that we have with others actually are, and how important it is during this season to continue to invest in those relationships and lean into smaller, more intimate communities, at spaces where we can be known and cared for and covered in prayer, where we are safe to be vulnerable and engage in difficult conversations, where we're held accountable with love and with grace, and where we can find the connection with others that is so important for us right now. Now, while meeting with others on Zoom is obviously not the same as meeting together in person, for now, it is one of the primary lifelines that we have to spend time together and to intentionally pursue the journey that we are all on as followers of Jesus, which is the journey of being transformed into the image of Christ in order to live as missionaries in our neighborhoods, schools, 
workplaces and among the least of these. And while it may take some time before we're able to gather again together in large numbers, we do anticipate that there will be safe ways for smaller communities to begin meeting together in the meantime. Whether that's a small group of people gathering in the backyard of someone's home or a small outdoor gathering at one of the campuses. And that, I think, makes leaning into these smaller spaces, these smaller, more intimate communities now, even more important. And there are a number of ways for all of us to do that during this season as we enter into the fall. Sunday school has always been a special place where highway children and youth experience church as a loving, safe, intergenerationally communal and truth-oriented space. And while we can't yet provide that in person, as of last week, there is now a weekly Sunday morning space where kids from pre-kindergarten to grade five can connect online with friends, engage with caring leaders, and discover God in a whole new way. And it's called Highway Kids Live. This month, our kids are learning about the connection between friendship and God's character through stories from the Bible and how we can reflect Jesus' love through our friendships. If your kids have yet to join, you can head on over to our website, www.highway.org, click the Resources button under Families and Kids, and look for Highway Kids Live. This is a great place for our kids to lean into smaller, more intimate communities. Of course, just like kids, parents need connection during this season as well. And this fall, our family development team are hosting a monthly forum on Zoom for parents of kids of all ages, from newborns to high school, to share stories, obtain empowering truths, and be compassionately involved in one another's lives along the journey of pursuing spiritually mature households. These monthly forums will address relevant challenges facing families and include breakout groups that enable connections to be made both by kids' age and by campus. The next one of these parent forums will be on Tuesday, September 29th at 8.30 p.m. And for more information, you can contact James Puglio, our Palo Alto campus pastor of family development at james at highway.org. For students, our middle school and high school groups have been continuing to meet on Wednesday evenings from 7 to 8.30 p.m. with a particular emphasis during this season on building community. They've also recently been navigating what it looks like to gather in small, socially distanced groups in person, uh, for those who are comfortable, every other week, to provide students with some much-needed space connect, to connect with their peers and leaders. There's also a weekly Zoom group specifically for 6th graders on Sunday mornings from 10 to 10.45, which is a great way for them to engage in small group space with others. If you have any questions about student ministries at Highway, contact our student ministries director, Richie Takasugi, at richie at highway.org for more details. 
We also have a number of intergenerational small group communities for adults happening online all throughout the week. A formation workshop called Care for the Poor coming next month. Regular monthly spaces to listen, learn, and explore how we can embody God's heart for racial justice. And a weekly space to pray with others. And so there are a lot of different places to lean in. And if you're interested in learning more about any of those or connecting with one, our community develop path, development pastor, Julie Peterson, would love to hear from you. You can reach her at julie at highway.org. And then finally, it's been exciting to have so many people join us for our online gatherings during the pandemic, both live as well as after the fact. But something that's much more difficult than it is when we're meeting in person is the ability for us to literally see those who are new to our community and conversely for our guests to be seen and become known. And so on Sunday, September 25th, from 4 o'clock to 4.45 in the afternoon, we're going to host a newcomer's Zoom which is very simply an informal space to connect with some of our staff, hear a bit about our community, and begin the process of becoming known. And so if you're new to Highway, or even if you've been around for a while, but have yet to connect, I want to encourage you to come by and say hello. You can get the Zoom link for this event by typing this web address into your browser and filling out the form bit.ly bit.ly backslash newcomers on zoom and that's all one word bit.ly backslash newcomers on zoom and so as we continue to navigate this unprecedented season I want to encourage you as we step into the fall to lean into smaller more intimate communities we are created to be in relationship with others. And our need for that is more important now than it ever has been. And as we enter into those spaces, may we trust God to bring a third dimension to this decidedly two-dimensional season through the power and the presence of His Spirit as only He can. Would you pray with me? Father, we are grateful during this very difficult and in many ways very dark season that we do not journey alone. Not only are you present with us, walking alongside us, but we also have each other as well. We thank you, Father, for the gift of the relationships that you give us as brothers and sisters in Christ. And Father, I pray that during this time of quarantine and during this time of isolation that you would give us courage to lean in. That you would give us courage to invest and to receive the gift of the presence of others in the form that we have it right now. And Father, that you would bring encouragement strength, hope, connection, 
and life through these relationships. And that as only you can, that you would be building intimate and transparent relationships that strengthen and deepen our church. Father, would you bind us together, make us interdependent in a way that enables the presence of Jesus and his kingdom to be both seen and experienced. And we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.